Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. How about that D, baby? Our defense played great. And then the O just kept persevering and pushing and pushing and pushing and did a great job. I'm so proud of the whole group. Special teams jumped up in there and dominated right at the end there. It was beautiful. That's Andy Reid after a Super Bowl victory last night. The Kansas City Chiefs have won three Super Bowls in the last six years now. Unbelievable. Six years or five years? No, it's, well, it's, I mean, since Patrick Mahomes was drafted. Yeah. Or, yeah, since he started. Um, or he was drafted in 2017 since he started. Doesn't matter. Three Super Bowls since matter. 2017 yeah. is amazing. Unbelievable. And they've now won two in a row. Uh, wow. Wow, just awesome. Uh, we are hoping to connect with Danon Hughes, Kansas City Chiefs analyst, mm-hmm. on the um, local call. Now, we have, I will say one of my favorite things about, well, let me rephrase this. One of the things I love to do most when watching like a big sporting event like the Super Bowl is get on Twitter and just see the responses, responses to commercials, responses to the game itself. And then, of course, there's all these after parties. And they there are videos now coming out that are just taking over the Internet. And it's Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dancing with each other at the Chiefs' official after party, dancing to Love Story, which is Taylor Swift's song. And Jason Kelsey is in the background. He's got face masks on. He's got sunglasses. Chiefs overalls just, on. Chiefs overalls. He's just a, a hot mess, which is hilarious. Apparently, he rolled into Vegas dressed like the Zach Galifianakis character from he The did Hangover. With the, yeah, with the purse. Yeah, thing. Yep, and the T-shirt yeah. and all of that. But you're seeing all these videos of the after parties, which is hilarious. And last night, I was talking with Mason Jarlick. Imagine you're Taylor Swift. You are the most famous person on the planet, the most successful artist. You've just won Grammys. You are a billionaire, or at least are about to become a billionaire. Your boyfriend just wins the Super Bowl, and now you're going to party in Vegas with your private jets, your billions of dollars, all your superstar friends. I mean, really not a care in the world, a euphoria and just a bizarre experience that none of us will ever, ever have, right? It's no, very few humans, if no humans other than her and Travis Kelsey will have the feeling that they have last night. It's got to be unbelievable. At the same time, at the same time, there's also everything that comes with that amount of fame and like, she'll never have anonymity, right? She'll never be able to go to the grocery store. She can't go to like her friend's weddings without it ruining the wedding or causing chaos or whatever. I do not feel, I'm not saying I feel sorry for people. I'm just saying those types of experiences, unbelievable. Would you ever, do you think you would trade what you have in anonymity and the ability to live a normal life and go live her lifestyle knowing like you'll never have a normal life again? I think I could handle it. 
I think I'd be okay with and that. And I'm not because saying, can, like, I don't feel sorry. I'm not shedding no, tears. No, 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 I'm no, just I know what saying, you're saying. Yeah. Th- th- there is a, it's not all great. But if the trade-off is, okay, um, financially I'm secure. I'll never have to worry about anything ever again. I can have whatever I want, mm-hmm. whenever I want it. I can have people do things for me that, you know, maybe they would not have but agreed it, to. Other, I, I can have anything I yeah. want, right? Except I can't go to the mall. <laughs> Uh, but here's, I, I love them all. Yeah, you know me. I love them all. But I think I could get away with not getting to go. Except, except, I'm not just saying normal, rich, and famous. Because, like, a, you know, a Jason Kelsey is famous. He'll be recognized. And Adam Wainwright is famous. Has all the money he could ever need, and live a great life. Uh, do all of these experiences that none of us will have. But I'm saying the level of fame that she has, 24-hour so, security. So you do have billions of dollars, but it's it's a different level than 99% of celebrities. A, it's, it's even, that is an interesting point. It's a different level of celebrity than yeah. George Clooney has. Right. Or because those, George Clooney goes to the grocery store. Right. You're, you're Taylor Swift. You can't just walk to the grocery store. Clooney can do it. Mm-hmm. Leo DiCaprio walks his dog in public. Right. You know, we're talking some of the most famous people in the world. Household names. Yep. Everybody knows the two people I just and the mentioned. Thing is, Everybody knows Ben Affleck, but they could still go do normal stuff. And the thing is with Ben Affleck or George Clooney, it's not that, well, maybe they're not recognized sometimes. No, it's that even when they are, some people just don't care because right. George Clooney isn't a cult I say well, that respectfully in the way that Taylor Swift is. I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Th- I don't think actors, they don't generate the kind of adoration that artists do mm-hmm. because you don't sit in your room and uh, listen to George mm-hmm. Clooney speak and, you know, have emotions. That's a good point. You know what because, I mean? Because like, that's, what, that's what music does for you. Bono would have a much harder time going grocery shopping than George Clooney. Yeah. Oh, I, it might just be the, the music industry. Yeah. Of all the of all the industries, that might be the one that if you're at the very top mm-hmm. as a musical artist, you might have a much tougher time living a normal life and, than even an actor. And I think that's the thing with Taylor Swift because of her fame. I mean, think of her last week winning Grammys, going to Japan, then having her last concert in Japan, getting on her magnificent private jet, flying across the world and Part of me thought, okay, this could be fatiguing. The other part of me thought, it's Taylor Swift's private jet. She probably had, like, you know, was able to wash her face and get into cozy pajamas and have a nice bedroom yeah. on the plane. Shows up in Vegas completely rested. Not like me in row 87 on the super-duper economy section of this commercial flight. Shows up in Vegas refreshed. Goes to the Super Bowl with the most famous people in the world, you watch your boyfriend win the Super Bowl, go down on the field, and then you party. I just, I don't think my brain can comprehend that that's just well, not a real human experience. This is, it's the first time, uh, okay, I've seen, you know, you mentioned Bono. I lived about, it was about 2009, they were, U2 was on a tour, and they were staying at the, not the Peninsula, I think it was the Hyatt Park, like the uh, really, really nice, like, five-star hotel Mm -hmm. downtown in Chicago. And it was a couple of blocks from where I lived. And I remember going, I went to the mall, uh, the old water tower place. Mm -hmm. I loved that mall. And I went there, and I'm on the way back, and there's this giant crowd formed around the hotel about three in the afternoon. I was like, what's going on here? And it turned out 
U2 was staying in the hotel Mm -hmm. and people found out they were going to be leaving. So they were waiting outside. And it was, I don't know, about a hundred people, which is a lot to be gathering around a hotel. Taylor Swift lives that all the time now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I don't know if Bono and U2 get that same sort of thing. But this really is the first time that it's been just absolute madness where you you probably can't get a breather since like Michael Jackson. I, I mean, but who, I would si- say who more. since Michael? Michael couldn't go anywhere. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson could not go anywhere for years. But here's the thing. And Taylor that, Swift, Beatles. we could have that argument with Taylor Swift and Michael Jackson and the Beatles without the NFL connected to it. But now she's got the other biggest phenomenon in the United States in the NFL. The money, the eyeballs, the people watching, the yeah. Super Bowl. It is the only thing that could possibly compete with the eyeballs on Taylor Swift. And somehow she's involved in both. We've never seen that before. Hey, you mentioned uh, being on the flight, being mm-hmm. a regular person on a flight. A text message in response to the uh, Nancy Pelosi story who got on a flight to the Super Bowl from uh, San Francisco with her husband, and there was somebody in the middle seat in their row, and she offered that person the the, uh, the window so she could sit next to her husband. This texter says that is a strategy where couples book a window and an aisle seat and hope no one takes the seat between them. That wasn't chance. I've never heard of that. Is that a is that a thing? I don't know. Would you do that? Just hoping that uh, somebody is booking the flight, sees middle seat, and says, I'm not doing that. Do you but know why I don't flight, know? Because I fly southwest yeah, most of the time. So do I. Free for all. I've never flown not southwest as a couple. Like, my friend and I have flown United. Uh, Noah and I have flown United, Delta. But we just booked the two seats next to us. I've never, like, I don't know. That would count as a couple. A text or friends. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know that I would do that either. I mean, I guess I guess you just hope you get the whole road to yourself. But if it's a full flight, it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter anyway. Another texter says, um, I think you would have to put Garth Brooks in that group as well. He doesn't really have a normal life because of fans. I don't think it's like Taylor Swift. No, it's not. I forgot about Garth Brooks. Yeah, I mean, Garth Brooks (laughs) is good and he's a prolific artist. Yeah, but he's not Taylor Swift. We've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And also, you know, people talk about the phenomenon that the Beatles were. Yes, that's true. But also, if you wanted to see the Beatles, you saw them on Ed Sullivan or you didn't see them. Social media has changed everything. Taylor Swift's actions, her words, the way she eats popcorn or drinks a beer at the Super Bowl is immediately global news. The Beatles didn't even have that. The, the technology wasn't there for it to happen. She's instantaneously being broadcasted across the globe. Fans are picking apart, you know, every screenshot. And again, I'm not saying I'm shedding tears. I think it's amazing. I, I can't imagine the life experiences that she's had. I would trade it. And that she will have. Yeah, I, but it would at some point, too, once you reach that high. And this was a pretty high high. I don't know what, you know what will match last night or this week for her. I wonder if you ever just want to be a normal person. Oh, I'm sure. No one can understand what she's gone through. I'm sure, but I bet very few people who get to a level like that 
would actually give it up if they had a, a genie no, in a bottle. I, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they'd do it. Uh, Amy Marks Coors, Chris Ranji, Super Bowl ads are always the discussion during the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl. There was one in particular last night, though, that... Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What in the world? We'll discuss that when we come back on KMOX. a man for president who's seasoned through and through but not so doggone seasoned that he won't try something new a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you so last night was the super bowl and uh this is the chris and amy show mm-hmm. the super bowl ads are are usually the thing um for a lot of people what they care about because companies spend a ridiculous amount of money on just the time, just the 30 seconds cost you over $6 million just to have those 30 seconds. So that means there's production on top of it, uh, whatever ad you decide to put together. So it's a huge investment and usually you get a lot of really good commercials out mm-hmm. of it. That was a, a uh, from a pack, a political uh, action committee. That was a, ad mm-hmm. for Robert Kennedy Jr. And as you could tell, it was very old. It was an old John Kennedy ad from 1960. And if you go back and watch the old ad, it is the exact same advertisement. But what Robert Kennedy did was insert his photo where JFK's photo was during this thing. Oh my so. Gosh. It was really, and I said this last night, I go, and I, I knew it was old. I knew it was an old um, ad that he commandeered. <laughs> um, and I said that was objectively hilarious because it was so embarrassingly awkward. And I think a lot of people had that same reaction, almost an how dare you use your, yeah, yeah. use your, use John including F. Kennedy. Including the family. And inclu- yes, yes, including the family who said, um, Kennedy would have been against everything that you stand for, for the most part. Uh, so Robert Kennedy last night on Twitter apologized for it. He said, I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. So that was his apology last night. However, Amy, as you rightfully pointed out this morning. He has it pinned to his Twitter profile. It's the top tweet on his Twitter profile. So he's not that sorry. So I don't think he's that sorry. Sorry, Bobby Shriver, whose mother is Eunice Kennedy Shriver and founded the Special Olympics. Um, he also responded. He said, quote, my cousin's Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's. 
She would be appalled by his deadly health care views, respect for science, vaccines, and health care equity were in her DNA. So, so yeah. Here, I would not mind, and like you said, or like he said, he can't approve it necessarily. Um, but there's no way they just... Do you think there's any way possible they did that, this this super PAC went out of their way to create this ad without his knowledge of some kind? Again, I know that they can't be consulted, but can't you use back channels to, hey, is he cool with this? Or do you think they would just run with it and go? I, you know, that's I, can't, a good, I can't imagine they would do that. That's a good question. I imagine in some campaigns there might be super PACs that do that. I would have to ask. Uh, that'd be a good question for Hancock and Kelly because I don't know how much independence they have. And again, legally, they have to have a certain amount of independence from the candidate. But yeah, I have a hard time thinking that they would go this far and take such liberty mm-hmm. with John F. Kennedy mm-hmm. to make this commercial. And also Robert F. Kennedy has pinned it to his profile. So again, I don't think, I think he's excited about it. Also, they're too, it's not even like he's carrying on the legacy of JFK. Because I'm not saying it would be right if he were, but at least there'd be some tie-in. Like, these are the values that we stand for. You are, I knew Jack Kennedy. You are no Jack Kennedy. Um, I knew Jane Goodall. This is is how it felt to me. Mm If Robert Kennedy was viewed more seriously by more people as somebody who is carrying the torch for John Kennedy, that might have been a nice homage that people would have appreciated. Yeah. But he's such a wackadoodle that there's no way anybody was going to go with this, especially anybody on in the Kennedy family. I don't know, man. What a really weird thing that happened last night. Hey, we'll talk sports. Matt Pauley will get his Chiefs thoughts and the Cardinals reporting for spring training this week. It's all coming up on KMOX. Hey, it's the Chris and Amy show. Isn't that right, Amy? It's right. And it's uh, 1130 on Monday, which means it's time to talk a little sports with our sports fella. And hey, Matt Polly, our sports fella. Yeah. Do you know what's trending on Twitter right now? Um, I mean, there's a lot of things trending on Twitter. I don't know well, specifically right. what you're referencing. Well, One of on. them. Oh, what? Can I read this thing first? Uh, no. I have to. I'm going to say important. this, and it's then very, you read it. It's okay. Go ahead. Here's what's trending. Kansas City is in Missouri. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I do have a T-shirt mm-hmm. that has the um, it has the outline of the state of Missouri, and mm-hmm. it says. The great state of Kansas. Um, <laughs> this was after, you might remember, former yeah. President Trump um, mistaking Kansas City, Missouri for Kansas. Anyway, from a few years ago. This Cardinals report is brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family-owned and top-rated, RennerDoorSTL.com. It is spring training week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the birds about to get ready for the 2024 season. They will report tomorrow, pitchers and catchers in Jupiter, Florida. We'll get to that in a moment. But um, as we have Matt Pauley on the Quiver River Electric guest line, your thoughts on the game last night, and did you see Taylor Swift endorse Joe Biden or no? I did not see her endorse uh, no, Joe either. Biden. I thought it was a good game. I mean, the first half was kind of boring. The first quarter was was kind of boring. But at the same time, 
that's kind of what the Chiefs do. They they wear teams down. They just they try to stick around, and then in the second half, they always have just enough plays to to win a game. And it took overtime, obviously, yesterday, but it, it was very much kind of according to script the way the Chiefs have won oh, a lot of their games. Oh, don't say script. Big, oh, oh my oh, great. gosh! Great way to go. Way to go. Now you've you know got what? the now you got the truthers out because you're the media. Yeah, Fake you're the news. media, and now you have. Just confirmed a Freudian slip, what everyone knows, Yep. which is that Joe Biden uh-huh. and the Democratic Party, they they did this whole, they orchestrated this entire thing, which honestly, end game, like playing the long game. Pretty good. It's pretty good. They kind of deserve it at this point. And also the NFL, Matt Pauley, as you know, is scripted. That's been a storyline all year. Well, they said it was going to the, – the president of CBS said it was going to go to double overtime and it only went to single overtime. So they, they didn't get <laughs> that quite true. right. <laughs> that is Wait, true. when did the president of four, CBS say that? They were that? four seconds away from double overtime. Oh. If they wouldn't have run – I didn't think they were going to run that play. I thought they would go ahead and just let the clock go down to zero and uh, take, a, take a breath. But, no, they ran the play. And so, uh, obviously, the, uh, the Chiefs' offense did not receive the full script that they were supposed <laughs> to take a knee. They or did not, not take a knee but not uh, run that final play. Well – I know this question was asked before, and we kind of touched on it a little bit. Well, there are two things. One, Kansas City Chiefs now officially are a dynasty. Yes. Right? Sure. Like, okay. We, we throw sure. That they've, Matt. They've won three of the last five. That's that's really good. Like, that's Really that's good. That's a dynasty. We, yeah. Is it? I mean, I don't know. When I think it dynasty, I think a little bit longer. It's just we try to put what? labels on everything. Who cares? They've won a bunch of games. They're really good. They're the best team in the NFL. Right? Okay, okay. Who's your favorite team? Because it's obviously not the Chiefs. You're talking like a bitter fan of another yeah, team. So bitter. I was rooting for the Chiefs last night. I'm very happy they won. I just I, – we get into these, like, things where is it a dynasty? Is he elite? Is it this? Is it that? Let's, let's do the Mount Rushmore of this. Like, it's just so cliched. Okay. And I just – I don't. Uh, I don't go down that path. All right. So then we'll we'll step away from that, uh, and then I'll ask you this question: Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback of all time? No. I what? Maybe he's maybe he's on that path. I'd still take Tom Brady over Patrick Mahomes. Okay. In their prime, right now, Mahomes versus Brady. Let's say that everything else equal, coaching equal, because both were really great coaches. Um, supporting cast equal, all of that stuff. Brady versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl, which isn't possible, but who wins? I think it's Brady. Wow. How come don't we know. don't have the Debbie Downer music from Matt Pauley? You Sometimes know, I, I feel like you're a little Rachel yeah, Dratch really over is. there. I I so dislike what you guys are doing right now because <laughs> you're painting me into this corner. I like Patrick Mahomes a lot. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think he's a top five quarterback probably in the history of the NFL. I simply think a little bit higher of Tom Brady, and now you're trying to portray me as some sort of Patrick Mahomes hater. I'm not. I like the Chiefs. I was rooting for the Chiefs. I'm very happy the Chiefs won. I like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's really good. There's no no quarterback in the NFL right now that I would rather have leading my team than Patrick Mahomes in a must-win game. Now, that that's that, but you're trying to make it sound like I don't like Patrick Mahomes, and that's just not no, true. No. I hear I hear you, yeah. but why do you hate Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love Matt. So Matt, much. we love you. Matt, so are you right now? Is your face red? Uh, I don't know. I can't see my face. Okay. If well. the Cardinals won the World Series, would you sound like this? Yeah. 
I don't think so. I think I'd be pretty excited. <laughs> Would you rather? Okay, let me ask you this question. Would you rather the Chiefs win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or the Cardinals win the World oh, that's Series? Easy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Cardinals win the World Series. Okay. Right. Yeah, but how so much did you have to I hate think? the Chiefs? Yes. Well. Yeah, okay. Okay. So it is spring training week. Tomorrow, pitchers and catchers report, baby. This is, yes, this I'll is be great. there. When are you leaving? I will be there. Uh, tonight. I have a flight out uh, about 6.30 tonight. All right. You're going straight to Florida. Do you know where you're staying? I do. Is it nice? Yeah, it's the same place we stayed at last year. It's a little, uh, it's a little condo on um, uh, what uh, Singer Island. Yeah, Singer oh, Island. Oh yeah, I've stayed there before. About twenty, twenty-five minutes yep. away from uh, from Jupiter and Roger Dean Stadium, and yeah, it's good. That's that's. Remember, where remember I last year I we stayed there and I got my shoes stolen, and you guys, you guys <laughs> never followed up. You <laughs> promised me that you would get me a new pair of New Balance shoes. You guaranteed that on the air that when I got back, you would have New Balance shoes size thirteen waiting for me, uh, and it never happened. And I here we are a year later, <laughs> and I'm about to go back, and I'm gonna get some shoes stolen again, and I'll be like, man, it'd be really all, nice to have an extra pair of New Balance shoes. If you shoes left right now. your shoes on the beach, you deserve to have them stolen. Who leaves their shoes? on the beach who leaves their white new balance out and then they get stolen who, I I mean, we're not going to relitigate the whole situation no, I but actually, i was clearly in the right i take that back i think everyone leaves their shoes on the beach i think it's just a numbers game because there All are right, so, so many shoes I, on the beach I, i'm expecting <laughs> you guys to have some new balance shoes for me at some yeah. point uh, i'm glad you brought that up all right i forgot about hey, it hey matt it, you've spent time obviously at spring training um I have I've never been to spring training, which is crazy that growing up as a Cardinals fan, being in St. Louis my whole life, never been down to Jupiter for spring training. But as a reporter, when do things really is it like right out of the gate? It's exciting. There's stories or do things kind of take a while to warm up after pitchers and catchers report? Um, There's like different chapters because before the games start, that's when a lot of the cool stuff is happening on the backfields. Um, and, and you get to, you know, once the games start, the focus is kind of on the everyday game. So for the first week and a half, you get to see some things on the backfields uh, that are cool, and you get to see some matchups and young players and things like that. I really enjoy that part of, of camp. Not that I don't enjoy it after games get started. It just it kind of changes, and then obviously once the games get started, it goes from guys barely playing to playing a little bit more. So. I don't know if I'm answering your question. I just I think it's all important mm-hmm. and it's all interesting. Uh, for me, the thing I get to see that like most people don't get to see is that stuff on the backfields over the first you know week, week and a half of camp. I think the beginning of spring training is really interesting. I typically would go toward the end when things are winding down. Not nearly as fun. So I I do like though. Um, spring's fun. It's it's just a very different vibe. It's very laid back. And I know you're going to have a great time. A, a texter, Matt, would like to know why you hate Mahomes and puppies. Mm. Hmm. You don't have an answer. Okay, here's no another answer. text message. Yes. Um, it, it says, "It says Matt, uh, give up on the new shoes. Liberals are liars. <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll never pay you back. They only take. That is a text message from somebody certainly on Medicare. But you know what? Go ahead. Until you guys get me new shoes, I think they're right. <laughs> Wait, I'm not a liberal. You, if you I want just to prove, didn't give you yeah, shoes. You are. you are. You are absolutely a liberal. I'm a classical liberal, which makes me a conservative. Nope, nope. You are. Amy Mark Score and John Hancock, they are the best Democrats in the Republican Party. See. Oh, man. 
We have we have proof. Well, well, Matt, I'm sorry I did about your that, shoes. I see that the Joe Biden took issue with the uh, the chips being you know the bags of chips being too small now. Oh, that I saw that. He tweeted message. about shrinkflation right before yes. he did the dark yeah. Brandon. Is a thing. We, we got He's a right. lot of things going on in this world, but let's talk about well, the uh, sports drinks well, and now, a smaller bottle and well, uh, seven okay. less chips in your bag Slow down. How many people are complaining about how much things cost at the grocery yeah. store? This is a problem. Here's a problem. Because they're charging the same, if not more, to give you less. That is a problem. Kirkland. Love Kirkland from Costco. Yeah. They made their granola bars smaller. See? Ooh. Told you. Kirkland? Like if... I mean, I'm a I am a Costco yep. lover. If They're Kirkland amazing. is right. doing it, right? That's mm. that's how I felt, Matt. Hey, Matt, because Kirkland is the gold standard. I love Kirkland, but um, we have to let you go oh. because Dane okay. and Hughes is coming up. He likes the next Chiefs. time we talk. Let's just do an entire segment on the uh, the wonderfulness of Costco. All right, great. Actually, we will. that's a good idea. Well, actually, but the, we talk again. Spring training is going to be underway, so we'll talk what? baseball. I will Sorry. go to the Costco in uh, Florida while I'm there. Thank you, Matt. <sighs> Bye. Matt Pauley going to Florida. So we'll be checking in with Matt Pauley regularly uh, during this spring training season, which gets going tomorrow. Danon Hughes, Chiefs analyst and former receiver, joins us coming up on KMOX. Unbelievable! On KMOX. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the side a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime kansas city wins the game 25 22 yeah the kansas city chiefs are super bowl champions again they have repeat back to back they've done it three times now uh, since the drafting of patrick mahomes And as we continue our Chiefs celebration today, it's time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line and Chiefs analyst and former receiver for KC, Danon Hughes, is with us on KMOX. Congratulations, Danon. You must be having a day. Thank you very much. Yeah, this has been a great run. Obviously an amazing game last night. Uh, Incredible ending. Who would have drawn up a touchdown pass after, what, 74 minutes and 57 seconds of gameplay to McCole Hardman, of all people. So, yeah, it's a it's an epic, epic time to be in the Chiefs' kingdom and incredible, incredible run and incredible win. Dana and I just have to ask quickly, have you slept at all since yesterday? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. We're... I think I'm I'm in delirious mode, so mm-hmm. we're heading to brunch right now. But I, I feel like I got a little bit of sleep, but I'm really not sure. Hey, I I know what happens at brunch. <clears throat> it ain't just the food. What? <laughs> <laughs> Amy, have you ever been to brunch? I have. <laughs> uh, why not on a Monday? Why not a brunch on a Monday post Super Bowl? It's got to be uh, it's got to be the best today. So, um, I I know this is the, the silly uh question that people ask and we've talked about it already and I think that we we touched on it on Friday when we spoke to you but I don't know how you could deny that this Chiefs team is currently a dynasty oh absolutely not I would have said that before the game um but it just cemented that uh that they are Patrick Mahomes is definitely in the conversation with Tom Brady obviously he's got more hardware to get but I feel like 
for now, the conversation is valid uh, in regards to the greatest of all time. The way he's done things, how he's done it, uh, to me, I, I don't think you can knock anything about his game, the way he leads this team. Doesn't have, you know, for a large part of this season with some of the woes at wide receiver and the drops. Didn't have the supporting cast that maybe some of the greats have had, but yet he figured out ways to win football games and and turn things around when it needed to be turned around. And to have the confidence, the, the sustained confidence in his players, to me, has been one of the great stories of this season. Um, a lot of a lot of people wrote off the wide receiving crew and wondered why Patrick Mahomes had the confidence that he had in them. And he st- stood at the podium and he said, because I see the work. He said, I see the work Monday through Saturday that these guys put in, and that's why I'm going to keep trusting them. And lo and behold, you got Marquez Valdez-Scanlon getting a touchdown. Like the two touchdown plays in the Super Bowl go to MVS and McCole Hardman. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't think that anybody would have had that. I probably could have built one of these buildings out in Vegas if I would have bet on that. But um, the fact remains is that he knows better than us, and he he knows when they can make plays, and they got it done. Well, Andy Reid, I I think he gets credit, but maybe not as much as he actually should because you've got this terrific quarterback, arguably one of the best of all time already, and he's still very young. But that coach has done a lot, even with lesser quarterbacks. So this is what he has accomplished is remarkable. Oh, absolutely. I, I think Andy Reid, to me, is one of the greatest, if not the greatest coach of all time. And, and in part, what he's been able to accomplish. Obviously, now with him having three Super Bowls to just two losses, that win yesterday you know, definitely heightens his, uh, the argument for that in that discussion, but uh, to assemble the staff that he's been able to assemble to to bring along the young players. I mean, think about this defense when you talk about Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, um, Nick Bowen is only in his third year. I mean, you got young talent. I know Chris Jones gets a lot of the con- the uh, conversation. He gets a lot of you know the acknowledgement, but the the supporting cast around him, Legarius Sneed. Well, I think is one of the best, if not the best, corner in the league. Shutdown corner is only a fourth-year guy. Like, there's young talent that he's been able to cultivate and get them to play at championship levels. Uh, it's just been amazing. And who would have thought that coming into this season, if I would have told you, if you guys would have had me on air back in July, and I said, you know what, we have a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, a fully healthy Travis Kelsey, and Isaiah Pacheco, and the the story of this team is going to be the defense. Mm. Guys would have looked at me crazy, but that's how it all unfolded. And to have the offense be a complementary force to the defense uh, just is an amazing, amazing aspect too. Yeah, you were praising the defense last week when we spoke with you too, saying that's not something that you can overlook. And when we think about this year with the Chiefs, and this was not their best year statistically, and they were still able to win a Super Bowl. And I saw this stat just blows my mind. Since 2019, the Chiefs are 5-1 and one when trailing by 10 points at any other at any time in the playoffs. The rest of the NFL is 6-48. and 48. I mean, the depth of skill and depth of character on this team is outstanding. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just a resilient group. Like, they don't, they don't know how to lose. They just know when they've lost games, it's been because the clock hit zero and they just happened to be behind. Like, that's really, it's not like they've lost. And you can make an argument. I think I said this to you guys last week. Like, we're four catches away from being a number one seed and probably being a favorite in the Super Bowl and ending, ending the regular season at 15-2. and two. Like, four individual catches. Uh, even though games don't normally come down to one play, you can make an argument that four of our six losses came down to one play. And so the stats don't necessarily tell the tale of this team, but at the same time, uh, the resilience of this team, the persistence of the team, and the confidence they have in any game, like give them, as long as there's time on the clock, there's an opportunity for us to win a ball game, and that's exactly what they displayed yesterday. Danon, enjoy brunch. Enjoy the Super Bowl victory. And uh, we'll talk to you when the ring comes out. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. That is Danon Hughes, uh, Kansas City Chiefs analyst. You can hear him throughout the regular season and playoffs right here on KMOX with Mitch Holtis. Their Super Bowl parade will be on Wednesday in Kansas City. So the Chiefs have repeat. They have now won three Super Bowls. In the last five years. Crazy. It's unbelievable. That's Amy Marks Coors. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.